0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 1973 podcast. I'm your host, AC, and this is episode four, one of our favorite numbers, four. So I'd like to uh, say what's up to my two brothers from other mothers, Ed and Tom. What's up, guys? How's it going?
1: What's going on, my man?
0: So uh, we want to start out by uh, mentioning it's one of my favorite times of year. All hockey hair team from Minnesota. Love that stuff every year. Then when they make the video, it's great. I just get a kick out of it. Big shout out. We were talking about it before we went on the air. The kid that on his stick tape wrote, will you go to the prom with me? And I thought that was genius. Uh, Tom, thoughts on that so we can uh, kick off this podcast?
1: Oh, that's the guy, the kid's got some huge cojones to do that, you know? It's, it's. I don't know if it's cojones or if he knows the girl can't say no because everybody in Minnesota <laughs> – at a school knows who he was talking about. So Right, right, right.
0: And <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Did you end up seeing that? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, wicked cool. They they uh they introduce each kid and they go up to the camera and uh he had written on his stick tape, Sarah, will you go to the prom with me? And uh flash it right in the camera. And uh, from what I understand, uh she did say yes. So uh they they took a picture afterwards. I I guess it went all over it kind of went viral. So it really uh, was something that they've been doing for a while, really brought some national attention. So I, I always think it's pretty cool with the, the haircut. Somebody cut their hair this year, like uh, the, the booze of the clown with, with the balls <laughs> on top and the hair's long on the side. Really cool. <laughs> if you get a chance to check it out, it just, uh, just got posted. So I'm sure it'll uh, it'll go around. So it's worth checking out. So uh, we want to kick this off with a little bit of baseball talk. Tom wanted to talk about some uh, preseason stuff. So uh, what do you got, Tom?
1: Well, they've added four rules this year to baseball, and uh, I'm not sure if I like all of them or not. I know they're trying to speed up the game. The average time of the game last year was three hours and six minutes. And so they're trying to speed the game up. So they've added four rules. And the first one is they made the bases bigger. The bases are – it's almost like – the size of a pizza box almost it's like they're like three inches wider than they were before and uh they supposedly between the regular bases it's they've cut four and a half inches off of the baseline from making it closer because they're trying to make it easier to steal a base and that they're trying to make it more exciting they say for the fans and add because the runs are down it's the so they're trying to make that is one of the changes with the bases and um the home plate is the same, but they, they didn't change the size of home plate naturally because of the strike zone. But they've, uh, between home plate and third base, is it's like three and a half inches sh- shorter than what it was originally. So they're trying to, that's the first thing. And then the thing that really bugs me is they've changed the, uh, they, they've added a pitch, a, a clock for the pitchers. So they have 30 seconds once they have the ball from the catcher, there's, they have, I think, I think it's 15 seconds to start their pitching motion. If there's nobody on base, to start their pitching motion, and at the same time the batter has to be in the batter's box facing the pitcher. And if he's not, they've you've seen it in spring training. They've started calling it either strikes or box, one or the other. If the pitcher takes too long, they'll call a box. If there's somebody on base, and if the batter does it, it's it's a strike. It, they had the Red Sox game. Uh, this might have been the first exhibition game or a second exhibition game. The game ended because the Braves had the bases loaded and the guy wasn't in the batter's box in time, and the umpire called a, a strike, and it was his third strike, so the game ended because of that. So, they, that's the second rule. The third one is the uh, they they're not letting you shift the infield. They you you can't you're not going to be able to have your shortstop or your second baseman go to the other side of the field. You, you can only have two guys on either side of second base now. You can't bring a third guy over. So they're trying to uh, – sorry about that. They, they're they trying yeah, to help the over offense there? because uh, batting averages. The batting average – nobody's hitting anymore. The The average batting average last year in baseball was 243. So they're, they're trying to speed up. They're getting, trying to make it better for the fans. And I don't know. I just – I. I don't like – I'm a, I'm a purist. I don't like them seeing – messing with the games too much. I can see the games lasting too long. I try to do that. But some of these I just think are going a little bit – like the pitch thing with these pitchers, I don't like – I don't like the pitch clock on on the pitchers.
0: So it's almost going to be like um like basketball with the shot clock almost kind of deal?
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: I, I, I don't have too much to add other than just – Every time that they try to tweak tradition with things, it never works out. And even like, you could go to the the adding teams thing. I mean, it wouldn't be so watered down with talent if you didn't keep adding teams. I mean, you condense a lot of the talent, and guys wouldn't even be in the league. So, I mean, you, you knock yourself out with that one, Ed. Take, take it away.
2: Well, let's see. the whole The whole base thing. That's that's just dumb. That's stupid. Yeah. You know, three inches, it's really not going to make that much of a difference if somebody's stealing or not. Now, Tom, I'm going to disagree with you with that pitch clock, man.
0: Three inches makes a difference, Ed. You know that, right? Yeah,
2: I know. (laughs) I know. That's what she said. (laughs) Anyway, the uh, no, but the pitch clock actually works pretty well. It actually speeds up the game. You know, because the thing about it is, I mean, think about how many times you're sitting there watching somebody adjust their cup, you know, adjust their batting gloves. You know, dig in, you know, uh, th- then they dip out and then they step back in, and, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, so it's it really like watching because I got a minor league baseball team right down the street, which is a Milwaukee uh, farm team. It's double a baseball and they've had the pitch clock down there for the last past two years. it mean, it makes the game much more enjoyable because nobody's screwed around. It's get in the box and the pitcher throws. And the thing is, is I think part of that, I think, you know, Tom, going to your point about the 243 average batting average, I mean, part of it is, is like, because part of it is is the pitch. Like, you know, they're going up there and they're doing the, you know, money ball stuff. Well, the thing about it is you speed it up. Now the ball has to come quicker. You can't be sitting there and mm-hmm. and, and doing all that, you know, playing games. It's like, you got to throw the ball. And which means the, the batter has to hit the ball. It's a very simple game. You know, baseball is not that hard to figure out. I mean, you know, there is a ball and they throw the ball and then there's a bat and it's supposed to hit it, you know? And I think that part of it is, is that we've really, I think part of the reason why you've seeing so much of these batting averages so low like that is because the specialization of pitchers, I mean, they bring a guy in for one batter, you know, and then, and then, you know I mean? There's sometimes, especially in the playoffs, there's sometimes three or four pitchers, and, you know, in one inning, just so, I mean, you know, I mean, you look back, you know, I mean, you know, Clemens used to throw complete games, you know, and I believe that that was before PEDs. I well, believe, I mean, that was when everybody was on him. So I believe
1: know. they're changing the uh, the thing with the pitchers now. The If you bring a pitcher and I think he has to face at least three batters now before you can okay. take him out.
2: I, I, I mean, I think that that's better, you know, I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. I mean. And, Andy, to your point, I mean, this whole mess with tradition type stuff, you know, it's kind of it kind of goes like to the shootout, you know, with a four and four shenanigans that they do with with hockey. It's like, come on, man, just play the game. The game is supposed to be five on five, you know, and then baseball is supposed to be baseball. Well, juice the balls back up or juice the players back up again. If you want me to be politically incorrect on that one. good. Good. I like that. Yeah, like you that. know, I mean, one. like the thing about it is, is like you know, I mean, nobody was complaining when Sosa and Maguire were, you know, jacking runs out of the ballpark when they were juiced to the gills. Just saying.
0: Probably one of the more popular seasons that people remember, and all the cloud of stuff they forgot. So, it's <laughs> kind of valid point, though, Ed. Very, very valid point.
1: The only uh... well, thank you, sir. The one other rule they've changed this year is they're not letting the pitcher. He, he can only throw over to first base if there's a runner on base. He can only throw over two times per batter now. So that'll that that'll speed the game up a little more too. But I don't know. See, I'm a purist. I'm an call me an old man, but I'm like you know they're trying to change the game for these younger kids who are sitting there with their phones in their hands and they're so used to the thirty second TikTok videos and god forbid a game lasts for three hours right
0: right right the attention span has changed too so i mean that's uh that could be part of the problem too not it's not just the culture uh it's the culture as a whole with electronics too has changed so you you would think that 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 factors in somehow i'm off my soapbox now (laughs) (laughs) so uh I want to talk about a new segment that I'm trying to bring along here. It's called who's who's in the hall of fame. And every once in a while, we get in a conversation with friend of ours who shall remain nameless, who always loves this subject because if he had his way, there'd be like five guys in the hall of fame. So with that being said uh, on the road to WrestleMania every year, what they've been trying to do recently over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so is they'll release names going into the WrestleMania for the night before with the hall of fame. And it, it's a thing. So they usually announce uh, usually a big name to start it off. And we're going to start the first segment off. And we will talk about this guy. It's Ray Mysterio. So thoughts on Ray Mysterio is Ray Mysterio a hall of famer. What do you
1: think? Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's a no brainer. Okay. He's- He's held the he's held the championships between WCW and WWE twenty four times. Okay. he's held I guess he's held all of them, so he's like the grand he's been he's had the grand slam. So and that doesn't even count what he's done in Mexico. He he's a no brainer to me. What I, you think. Agree.
2: I agree one hundred percent. You know, I mean, is he, is he in the category of like Ric Flair or Hogan? I don't we'll, think so. We're going to
0: save that for another episode because we'll get there. We'll get there. with Just with saying. But, I mean, yeah. do
2: I believe that he, believe, he belongs in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. No okay. questions. Okay. No put, questions.
1: Put it this way. He belongs to be in there before Coco Beware and a few other. Uh... <laughs> I, I always
0: say for my measuring stick, being a, a purist with that stuff, Coco Beware, Johnny Rods, in the Hall of Fame, that's your measuring stick. I mean – Oh, let's let's not get into the political side of it of how they have to induct certain people every year and to meet a demographic. We'll we'll get there. But as far as my take on Rey Mysterio, internationally, whether you know you go to Mexico or you go overseas, he draws money. Yeah, I mean he sells merchandise for them. I mean those masks. I mean he he appeals to kids. They don't have a lot of that anymore. I th- I think the superhero aspect of what the WWFE with Vince. He's like a perfect marketing tool since Vince has had him. I mean, even when he's not there, he probably sells masks. You see kids all the time at the shows with masks, especially when he comes out, they love to show the, you know, the kids wearing the masks. So as far as my take on it, I think he arguably, depending on what type of wrestling history you, you enjoy. I think he could probably be the greatest masked wrestler of all time. I don't, it, I don't know if that's a bold statement, but I, I'm saying he's right up there with legendary status, like maybe mill mask And yeah, that, yeah. that's it. I mean, if he's not one, he's in the top three easy. And that, maybe I'm forgetting somebody or I'm being biased towards one or two because I like him so much, but my take on it is if he is a hall of famer, I'm going to, I'm going to give it the, yes, he does uh, deserve to be in the, the Hall yes. of Fame, so. Um, Ed, you want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming road to the NHL playoffs. I thought we would have that on the docket this week. What do you think? What do you, what do you got in the
2: tank? Well, let me load it up a little bit. Yep. You know, well, I, I, I'll take what I, what I saw on Saturday. I mean, yep. Bruins look pretty well, on, look pretty good on Saturday. Yeah. Um, you know, they... Um, you know, they, they, they look like they can seriously play. They, they, they can skate, they can hit, you know, um, you know, then, uh you know, I, I'd have to say that, you know, I'm still going with my picks from last week. I'm still going with Colorado and, and, uh, and Tampa as the Stanley, to meet in the Stanley cup as a rematch from last year. I just think that both of those teams are probably the two most complete teams that are out there. Um, You know, I, you know, I mean, in a in a very long long time ago, um, you know, with the Bruins, remember uh, the uh, the whole fog incident at the old Boston Garden when they played Edmonton, and you know all the honks, Tommy. Uh, you know honk honk. Yeah, I mean, I was, like, you know, when they were talking. I was about at that how, game. You know, you were. I was at that game. Yep. And everybody was talking about how Edmonton was not going to beat the Bruins and everything like that, and we saw all saw what happened. So. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, that's great that you're, that you're the fastest of 50 games and everything like that. But, um, you know, playoff hockey is very different than uh regular season hockey. So that's my take. Tom, you got a rebuttal for – uh Oh,
1: I not really a rebuttal. It's just I, I can't wait. The, these last few wild card spots are still up for grabs. I just can't wait. I'm having fun watching, like, Florida battle – for the uh, last spot. And it's like, seems like every game or two, they and uh, the Islanders are flip-flopping for that last spot. And it's the same thing with uh, the Western conference with Seattle. And I think it's Winnipeg. I think they just keep flip-flopping and it just makes for, it just makes it fun watching when there's more to more for them to play for. And I mean, granted you you like watching if you're a fan, you like watching it anytime, but it just seems like as it gets closer to the playoffs, like Ed said, the intensity picks up the hitting picks up. And I just think, I like that, and as far as the Bruins yesterday, they sleptwalked through the through the first period, but they they did play well the rest of the game. But so, I Tom, you just, said that
2: they were a little snake bit there in the first period. If you
1: want to go uh, old school, T V thirty eight, yeah, they did. But you know what? That you play to your uh, you play to who you're playing with. It seemed like they played down to their town, and same thing happened with them today. They lost today to Detroit. So I think it's just. One of those things they played down to the talent and I think he's gonna start I think Montgomery's gonna start resting guys more over the next uh couple of weeks just well, they definitely
0: they definitely don't need the points at all. You know what no. I mean? They can they can actually if he was smart, they would try to rest some of the guys just you know for the sake of not burning them out or whatever and maybe uh you know go that route. Who knows? I mean that president trophy curse is, is brutal. It's <laughs> absolutely brutal.
1: I don't want to see them go after the record. I know all the all the uh, pink hats are dying for them to break the record. I don't want to see them bru- – I'd rather see them rust these guys and keep them healthy for the playoffs. You've already seen Felino and Hall get hurt, so you don't want anyone else getting hurt down the line.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it, it tends to uh, kind of be seasonal around here with – you know, it, it's, it's lousy because – you go in the store and you see no brewing stuff, but yet if they won, you would see a ton of stuff. I mean, you, you walk through a target, a Walmart, you see hardly any brewing stuff, mm-hmm. and, and, but all of a sudden, if they were to win the Eastern conference, you would see t-shirts all of a sudden. If it, it, it just bothers me how you, it, it's so seasonal around here with that stuff. It's crazy. It's absolutely, can't. I I mean, it's it sucks for you too, Ed, because down there, I'm sure to find something hockey related for apparel must be like, uh, ridiculous.
1: And,
2: well, and NHL wise, yeah for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. NHL wise. This, this is it's exciting to watch. I mean, and even the Western Conference, the top spot still pretty much up for grabs with who is that? I think it's Vancouver and uh Dallas, I think it is. And I don't even I don't know Colorado might be up there. I really haven't paid too much They're attention.
2: They're like
1: in third place. Yeah. yeah. I was I mean, hoping that with uh, Tampa
2: too.
0: I was I was hoping that uh Ottawa would sneak in one of those wildcard spots. I, I really thought they were fun to watch. Plus, having Giroux on the team, too, and they just got chickering. So I was hoping they would make a little bit of noise. You know, over the next
1: couple of years, they they and Buffalo are going to be, they're up and coming. They got some good young talent on both those teams that they're good. The East is going to get tougher. I mean, as tough as it is right now, it's going to get more tough to make the playoffs with those teams getting better.
0: Yeah. Speaking of the next couple of years, let's uh, let's bring up another subject. Let's see. uh, I want Tom's take on this. Danny Briere
1: in, Fletcher out. What do you think? I like it. To be honest with you, I think they need instead of just regurgitating all these guys from other uh, organizations, like give somebody a chance to that. Give you need a fresh set of uh, perspective uh, for these guys for the team for the outlook of the team. I, I I like it.
0: And he is a Flyers guy. but it yeah. Just we'll, we'll put that out
1: there. Flyer guy. Now uh, I'd like to see them go in a different direction. With I'm not a big Tortorella fan. I mean, uh, don't get me a uh, don't get me wrong. He's awesome on, to listen man. to, but he's just <laughs> come on. He's not a guy for a young team like that. They need a younger coach. They, he's he's Tortorella is going to scare the crap out of these guys, and they're going to be afraid That's to make what a Young
2: state. players need God kind of a gentler coaching. What what the hell is that? so the the thing, on, the thing i
0: was hoping for this year but i mean not that i i'm not happy that they got tortorella out of the guys that were available but i, I wanted rick talk it because if the if the Bria thing had happened too, now you would have had two former flyer guys involved and i heard that there's some buzz that um they were going to make either pronger or lindros uh in charge of um not the president but but high up there on the food chain and why not you got to get that vibe back that ed snyder had with the flyers and it's gone you mean you you listen to a lot of other podcasts whether it's spitting chiclets or or um nasty knuckles one of the you know they always talk about how the culture has changed since you know ed snyder passed away and i think they need to get back to that i think they you know when the rangers traded ryan reeves i wish he had gone the Philly, just, just for that toughness. They, I mean, if you're going to lose, you might as well go back to, like, 1968 where you're losing, but you're kicking everybody's ass doing it. So they need to go back to uh, something like that, some identity of how things used to be, and then kind of go from there. But um, Yeah, but I'm your
2: sure boyfriend he, would he, never, he, would he, never he, let that happen, though. I know. It's
0: tough. It's definitely Fletcher, tough. Fletcher your sealed by, his bait, I think, wouldn't, with uh, the
1: ownership when he didn't trade uh, JVR at the deadline. Right, right. He was He's got their a, biggest chip to trade. Said,
0: <laughs> so he said uh, that he has an app for trades. And what does he go on, EA Hockey, uh, NHL <laughs> 2023, 20, and try to put the trade in and see if it goes through, and then he then he shoots the team a trade? <laughs> I don't know if uh, – yeah, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen Giroux finish his career there. I wonder if Brea had been there sooner, if they would have kept him just, I mean, he was close to, he didn't want to leave. You know, they just talked to him about leaving. And then he, you know, suddenly gave some choices of where he wanted to go, you know, hoping to get onto Florida for that cup run that they had. And it kind of fizzled out. His other choice was Colorado. So, I mean, he picked wrong. Now he's back home in Ottawa. So, I mean, it's, it's the same thing we talk about. I think we've consistently hit on that for all four podcasts already that it's just so bad the way they do things now with, you know, pro sports, especially the hockey that where there's no tradition anymore. They want you to buy the tradition, you know, buy the t-shirt that says established in 1926 or established in 1960, but you don't act like it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't go with your fan base. You don't know your fan base. I really don't think they know the fan base anymore, but that's, uh, I mean, uh,
1: go that's, ahead. Fletcher last hit. Another thing that killed Fletcher is that game. What was that two weeks ago when there was probably twice as many Ranger fans in the crowd in Philadelphia for that game. That was embarrassing.
0: And that is an all time low for them because I know for a fact that that's never happened before. I mean, you, you would, watch the Flyers on the road and you would hear the Let's Go Flyers chants mm-hmm. from opposing buildings. We, you know, that they're, they're, they 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 have a national fan base like the Bruins do. They, they go, they're one of those teams that when they go on the road, almost every place that has some kind of history to it, there's, there's Flyers fans. They're a group of them. And you, yeah. every once in a while, you'll hear the Let's Go Flyers chants in an opposing building. So they need to get back to that. They need that identity. They're They're not exciting to watch. I mean, even when they were bad, they were good back in the day. Um, And they need to get back to that. If they're going to lose, at least take some names, you know, pull Doug Glatt, grab somebody and do something, you know. Um, Put a stick in their
1: side, let them know that they're there.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Got to go old school with some of that stuff.
1: Didn't uh, D'Angelo, didn't he do, wasn't he just saying, didn't he? you do that, Ed, a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he did do that. <laughs> he, he said got hello. Suspended. He
0: got suspended for it. Did we talk about that last week with the spear? No. Nope.
1: Um,
0: yeah, well, it happened to Corey Perry, and you know how Corey Perry is. He's uh, yeah. He's not known for being a cream puff by any means. So there must have been some kind of banter all game, and you know the hockey coverage is lousy. They'll never give you the whole story like the Brescia-Mighty-McSoli stick incident. It's always the after effect. They never tell you what the lead-up to it was. But uh, yeah, he, bad storytelling. Yeah, yeah, bad storytelling from from get go. But uh, yeah. you know, the scrum in front of the net, and D'Angelo came through the pile and uh, stuck his stick. I think he got him right in the chones. Just, just
1: make, check and make sure he had his cup. Make sure it he was did. adjusted. That's a yeah, cup check. Yep. that's a the cup old, check. That's all old, it was.
0: Old school cup check.
1: Yeah, cup check.
0: But uh, I did, I don't think there's a lot of love around the league for the way that. Corey Perry plays, but you know, D'Angelo's had his problems too, being known for being the best teammate, but, um, and any, uh, any extra, uh, NHL stuff you want to add on this road to the playoffs? No. It's just like that. You got nothing. (laughs) Tom, if we close out the, uh, NHL portion of this, uh, uh, part of the podcast that uh, you have anything going, going into it Bruins wise or anything else?
1: I think I'm still going with Boston, but I think I'm going to change my uh, final pick for the West. I think I'm going to go with Vegas. I just okay. think they're offensively just offensively. I think they're just well-balanced. Now it all depends on their goaltending, which that's for with any team, but yeah. Eichel, I'm going with.
0: Eichel was taking a beat in the other night against Tampa. They really gave it to him. That was, that was good to see. Yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of Eichel. I like, had yeah, not too much good about him, like with the fans, like uh yeah. he doesn't sign for the kids and, and all that other stuff. So right there, you know, uh I can't I can't have that, you yeah, when you're not I good for the kids.
1: Read too much of his uh he's he was busy reading too many of his headlines from BU. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You can't live on uh on your college for uh forever. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> Tom, uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit to your pick of the week for uh
1: album my album for this week 1984
0: oh, Van Halen oh what can we say about 1984
1: the teacher Panama the last album with Dave that is the last album with Dave and of course Eddie van Halen was the man on guitar kicked ass on that I use that anytime I need to get fired up
0: that uh that album was the uh like MTV and an album right there that that's pretty much this so many iconic videos from just from that um talking about that forever i saw them at the civic center for that tour and dave was uh, i I never would have thought that when i saw them that time the the concert was so big um that i never thought that that would be the last time he would be with them by the by the look of everything everything mm-hmm. was so big it was like uh I don't want to say it was like a KISS show, but it was big like a KISS show. It, it you know, not as much pyro and everything like that. But fun fact about that uh, uh, Panama video, um, the concert parts from that were filmed at the Providence Civic Center. I don't know nice. if that was that. I did not know no that. One, now you do. Now you no, no one, one to stop the battle.
1: <laughs>
2: go, go yeah. And- Got hey, it. fun fact Hasbro's headquarters was in Rhode Island. There you go. <laughs>
0: Pawtucket. Yeah, there you go. Just like uh, the Pawtucket Brewery from Family
2: That's right. Guy. <laughs> That's right. Go hog Rhode Island, baby.
0: <laughs> Not a real place. <laughs> 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 Wish it was, though.
2: It would be fun. Yeah.
1: That was Dave's last album with them. You could, uh, for a while there. You Can you imagine all the crap that was going on backstage? behind the scenes on that album? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh,
0: the thing I could never understand about uh, the two brothers were all the time that Dave was with Van Halen. He was in charge of all their marketing. So every T-shirt from 84 back, every um, album cover, they didn't want to have nothing to do with that. And part of Dave's appeal with getting along with those guys was – he wasn't so much the the music guy, which you probably know, but he was all about uh promoting their the image. He was yeah. the
2: interview guy, you know, the so
1: every promoter.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he I, was I, put him in front of a microphone there and he put on a hell of a show. Oh yeah. You know? Even
0: like the interviews you know? like he would do with like M T V, like uh yeah. with Martha Quinn and all that stuff. Yeah. He really embraced he was like perfect for MTV at the time. Yes, he was.
1: You know. Yeah
0: um the first video that they made actually for uh mtv was uh one album back um pretty woman it was like a a world premiere video for them and it was like uh, i think it was extra time at the time like how thriller was for michael jackson but you know it was like their first big premiere video and they were the first ones to do it so credit to them because they they uh they kind of embraced that whole MTV thing when a lot of bands were kind of not really f- big on the MTV thing, but he he came along at the right time for, then they kind of, they had a perfect marriage. Uh, well, until he left and then, you know, his solo career was what it was. So,
2: <clears throat>
0: thoughts on that? Oh, come 1980s? on, Skyscraper was a good too. album. Eat Him a Smile, I think, was that up. We can, we can debate that. One. It's like living in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, just a
2: gigolo baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The, all the, uh, that day there's a couple, uh, knockoff, uh, cover songs. there to get the solo career started.
2: <laughs> they were pretty good. But they, play, but they played the hell out of it on MTV though. Well, it was perfect for it.
0: I mean, it was, yeah, it was. perfect for it. You know, yeah. he, he, uh, he knew his audience, and he he knew uh, how to ham it up. Nobody hams it up better than him. I I would have to say for arguably one of the, I don't know, maybe as far as showmanship,
2: he's got to be right up there. Ed, what do you think? I can't disagree with you on that, man. I mean, he just put on such a great show. You yeah. know, I mean, you put a microphone in front of Dave. I mean, I mean, it went from zero to hundred really quick. You know, it's well, not there,
0: back then. People will never understand this. But he's got assless chaps on in a video <laughs> for Yankee Rose, and all all regular guys are going, "Hey, that guy's pretty cool, but he's got his right. ass hanging out." <laughs> 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 it just it, it was a different time, right? Just yeah, totally life. totally different. I mean, yeah. going to the Rob Halford thing, I mean, how people people didn't even know yeah, what was know. going on with him, but right. they right. thought Jews Priest was like the, 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 bad, off, the yeah. bad, right? Yeah. It was like them and Iron Maiden at the time. They yeah. were like the, the two, the, the new wave of British heavy metal. It was those yeah.
2: two. British metal, yeah, for sure.
0: These guys, these guys are all in lava. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know what I mean? And nobody picked yeah. up on it. Nope. I mean, look at the go back and look at the video for Hot Rockin'. I mean, they were in the steam room. You know, it's a sauna. Right. So, uh, the name of the album is Point of re entry,
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you, you didn't get it, you didn't pick up on all that stuff. Nope, I don't believe it. Hey, Andy, I don't believe that they told us that one when we were sitting in that stupid thing. When we were in, in junior high school.
0: I mean, you, you used to draw your bands on your book covers, remember? that's what, right.
2: what, Whatever bands you were into, you mm-hmm. we draw them on your book covers, and yeah, it's, it's a lost eye, <laughs> yeah. I mean, nobody, you know, know, they don't take the paper bags and cover the books anymore.
0: No. Do they even have books? I don't believe so. I'm sure
2: they do. They do. I mean, they do. But, you know.
0: But uh, we're going to wrap this up for this week. We're going to close it up. Any points going out of this, you guys? Are we good? Are we going to wrap up episode four?
1: At the risk of losing uh, man points, I got to wish my wife a happy birthday for tomorrow. You know what's
0: funny about that? Our boy, Dennis Rose. It's his, birthday. It's his birthday today. Nice. So we, I don't know if he was watching. There's a lot of people that troll this podcast. Like I said, everybody says it's cool when they watch <laughs> it. But you know they have to watch it just to be nosy. So we, we know you who you are. We know who you are. So our buddy Dennis, we want to wish him a happy birthday. He's turning the big five-zero, So he's in the club. He's officially the first one in the club. <laughs> so hey, maybe uh, you can
2: strike. Maybe can shine up that fake tooth.
0: (laughs) That's a story in itself. That's a story right there. That's a whole episode. That's a whole episode. We're saving that. That is a
2: whole episode. Yeah, we're saving that
0: one. We're saving that one. When we get our buddy on here, you know who it is. We're gonna bring him up. up. (laughs) If we had never left
2: shoes, pal.
0: Yeah. If we had never ever left a certain place, that stuff would never happen. I'm gonna stick to my guns on that.
1: Famous last Uh, words.
2: I'm I'm gonna second that motion. Yeah, yeah. We were having a good time,
0: and then why? Why did we have to leave? And then the whole Wild West breaks out, and somebody gets capped in the face. Somebody gets (laughs)
2: socked in the eye.
0: Yep. Somebody put a pool ball in a sock, cracked in the face. (laughs) Things happen. You know, bad things happen. It's a melee. That's why we don't go out anymore. The bad stuff happens. People have to relocate out of the state. Yep. people get people get the separated stuff happens it does, people it does. The, the people that should get the don't <laughs> <laughs> we know secrets and we're willing to tell <laughs> if it puts this podcast over we're gonna do it in closing we want to give a shout out to our boy scotty at brock street brewery check him out when you see him might have to do a deep dive on that one but uh In closing, I just want to say uh, in the meantime and in between time, that's Tom,
2: there's Ed, and I'm AC, and we're out.
1: See you next week.